confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. On this podcast, we journey together in learning how to feel healthy, look good, and plan lives we actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, I have a very special guest on the show, Chris Miraboli. And we are talking all about how he has decreased his biological age by one third of the years of his life, which is pretty crazy. He goes into the science of how biological age works and all of that kind of thing, but also how he has done it for himself. So I hope you find this episode to be very interesting. But before we get there, I want to have a little call to action. That's what we call this part of the show, if you didn't know that. That's going to be a little different than what I normally would ask you to do. Normally, I'm asking for you to sign up for the newsletter or come follow me on Instagram or, you know, one of those kinds of things. But today, I'm going to ask you to maybe just tell your friends about the show. Like, drop a line to them. Send them a text. Be like, hey, have you listened to this episode of the podcast yet? I know that most podcasting apps make it very easy for you to actually share an episode. There's that little box button with the arrow going up and you just tap on that and you can text it to a friend. You can send it to them on Instagram. You can send it to them in all these different ways. And if you decided to just share the show with one or two other friends, it would make a huge difference to us here at the podcast. And we would love to get the show into the ears of some new listeners. So we have changed a lot over the years. There's a lot of things that are different about the show than it was nine years ago when we very first started. And if you know people who you think would be interested in what we have to talk about here now, I would just so appreciate it if you would send them the show or you would post about it on social media or someplace that people you know who might be interested in the show would also be able to find it. You are our best marketing team. And if you wanted to send us a little bit of love in that way, I would so greatly appreciate it. All right, but without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Chris Miraboli. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Mackenzie. I am really looking forward to having you on the show today. I obviously had a little primer in the emails that I received about you. And I I have a lot of emails that come across my desk and I let a lot of them go. 
But this one, I was like, ooh, this is definitely a topic that I am very interested in. I love the wellness space and I'm always looking at like what the best supplements are and how to be increasing longevity and helping my body to be operating optimally and all those kinds of things. And you seem to have really honed that in pretty well. So I'm so excited to be talking to you today. As we get started, would you just go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. It's an honor to be on your show. Uh, My name is Chris Morabli. I I grew up in New York. Uh, I've always been interested in health and wellness. Ever since I was 12 years old, I started exercising and uh, watching what I ate. And so it, it came as that much more of a surprise to me when I was 16 years old and I suddenly had a seizure and it turned out that it was caused by a brain tumor, which was a very formative event in my life. And it it planted a seed in in my mind for uh, essentially what is now the company I've I've launched, Novos, which focuses on longevity and how to stay as young as possible for as long as possible, which uh, another way to look at it is to be able to to perform optimally and to avoid disease for as long as possible. Because Mm -hmm. having had that disease as a teenager, uh, and and confronting mortality at such an early age, it was something that I, I immediately realized I never wanted to have to experience ever again. Um, after that, a few years later, I, I went to NYU Stern. Uh, it's a business college at, at New York University. And I studied uh, finance, economics, and international business. And I, I went into private equity investment banking for one year and I hated my life and I quit (laughs) immediately and uh, pushed away the lucrative salary to have basically zero dollars and take home from for the first few years as an entrepreneur and uh, ever since then I've I've uh, I've essentially been an entrepreneur with the ups and the downs that come along with that there's a lot more downs than ups despite what uh, the press might make you think but uh, it's it it is my passion. It speaks to my my personality and my desire to really make an impact. Yeah, it's amazing what a difference it is when you're pursuing something that you're passionate about and you're just all in. I've heard so many people who get in like that finance space because that's that's what you're supposed to do and like make that paycheck and work for corporate whatever, and then you just realize like I could enjoy my life or I could do this. Exactly. Exactly. It's. Um... It's, it gives you the ability to kind of uh, craft your 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 future, right? Now, of yeah. course, you, you can't predict everything, but to at least sure. be able to determine what you're going to spend your waking hours on, is it something that you're passionate about and, and uh, you enjoy working on, or is it something that you kind of feel forced to work on uh, just, just to make ends meet? Um, it, it, is, it is a very significant change in um, how you... I don't know how, how, uh, you, you get the most out of life, right? Like having yeah. almost lost my life when I was younger, that, yeah. that became very important to me is to kind of try to do everything I can to craft my life. It would take time and effort and a lot of failure to do so, but, uh, each day, each week, each year working towards crafting the type of life that I, I want to live for myself. And I'm not exactly where I want to be, but, but I'm far, far closer than, than I was this time 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I love this whole philosophy of like crafting your life. And I love that also your entrepreneurial spirit is allowing you to pursue something that isn't just like a way to make money, but it's also really focused on 
your health. And you even have a whole website that kind of tracks like how your health is doing. Is that, am I right about that? So I was looking at your website, I was like, oh, this is like him showing the proof of what he's done by how, like what your actual biological age is and all of those kinds of things. Yes, yes, that's right. So so I have two websites. I have my company's website, which sure. is novoslabs.com. And that's a public benefit corporation, which speaks largely to me wanting to do as much as I can for the good of, of public interest. And then as an offshoot of that, um, I have my own personal blog, which you're referring to, which is slowmyage.com. And that's where I share my my personal data, my my lifestyle, and how I've achieved the, the results that I have, uh, particularly focused on biological age, which is a topic that is is relatively new and, and not many people know what it is. And uh, the press oftentimes mischaracterizes it. So I'm happy to set the record straight and clarify exactly what biological age is, why it's relevant, why I'm tracking it, and how I'm able to improve those those results. Yeah, I, I would love for you to talk more about that, especially because I think, I mean, in light of what has happened over the last few years, you know, people being kind of like confronted with illness pretty consistently as it's been, you know, a, a major topic in our world and how our lives have operated. But I've also personally, and I think a lot of people have seen so many people aging and having diseases. And especially like I've been noticing with my grandparents recently, you know, we lost my grandmother to dementia. My grandfather is also struggling with his mental capabilities. And these were people who were so bright and vibrant, but I also watched like the way that they ate. And even though they had pretty active lifestyles, they they had that very 50s mentality on how you feed yourself. <laughs> and so it was right. just all very processed and, you know, artificial sweeteners and all those kinds of things. And it was, it got to that point where even when my parents would try to talk to them about it, it was like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. They just it was what it was and they didn't understand why you would even do anything differently. But I think a lot of people are starting to question things more and be like, mm, we see so much of this happening and we don't want to end up in that situation as we get older. And you have obviously like done an amazing job of reversing your age, basically. So explain biological age to us. Sure. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that about your grandparents. No, thank it's you. Uh, yeah, that, uh, Alzheimer's is one of the diseases of aging. And what yeah. most people don't realize is that most of the chronic illnesses that affect most of the people in our lives or ourselves are diseases of aging. In other words, the number one risk factor for their occurrence is age. Mm -hmm. And that's everything from Alzheimer's and dementia all the way to most forms of cancer, uh, diabetes, sarcopenia, which is the, the loss of muscle mass, which then leads to falls and then death yeah. shortly after those falls or immediately after those falls, depending on the circumstance, uh, glaucoma. I mean, you go through the list. It's really time. In fact, something like lung cancer, the number one risk factor is age. It's not cigarette smoke, despite yeah. what most people would guess. So that's why why addressing aging is of utmost importance. And and I believe, and many others believe in the scientific and medical circles that that study longevity, that it is the best lens through which to look at our health because the common denominator for these diseases is aging. And there are biological causes of this aging. In other words, we've gotten we've gone to the microscope and we've gotten to a microscopic level to understand what are the biological processes that start to fall apart that then leads to what we know as aging. 
And so if we can then interrupt or slow down those processes, we can essentially be healthier for a longer period of time, or as, as Novos likes to say, be younger for longer. That's mm -hmm. ultimately the goal. So specifically to your question about biological age, what is it? Biological age is, we're all familiar with chronological age. That's the given, right? That's how many yeah. birthdays you've had. Uh, but biological age is distinct from that. And, and I think we're all somewhat familiar with this. When you think about that 50-year-old who looks like they're 60 or that 50-year-old that everyone swears looks like they're 40, right? Mm -hmm. And when you put that 40-year-old looking 50-year-old next to the 60-year-old looking 50-year-old, the contrast is ever more stark. There is yeah. a significant difference between that person that was aging more slowly versus the one that was aging faster. Now, people are also surprised by the fact that scientists have found that your biological aging is actually only 10% genetic. It's 90% lifestyle and environment. And when I say environment, it's things like air pollution and access sure. to you know, clean water supply and so on. But lifestyle is, you know, this, the decisions we're making day in and day out with the foods we eat, the time we go to bed, whether we drink that alcohol or not, whether we exercise or not, and so on. And so biological age is something that uh, if, if we want to get more precise about it, it's actually how, physio how, how capable your physiology is and your uh, morbidity risk and mortality risk. So if you think of a life insurer who would normally ask the question, are you a smoker or non-smoker and what's your chronological age? And then they predict your likelihood of death. Imagine instead that biological age is actually a much more accurate predictor of that. Mm -hmm. And it's looking at a, a biological uh, measurement. And typically most accurate clocks out there, biological clocks that is, uh, are are looking at what's known as your epigenome. There are other clocks out there that look at other things, but the most accurate and proven ones are epigenetic biological clocks. And mm -hmm. I'll, I'll clarify what that means. So by now, everyone's familiar with the idea of the genome or your genes. Sure. Now, after your genes, you have this other layer known as your epigenome, which is determining which genes are turned on or off. It's almost like your genes are the piano keys. And then your epigenome is the piano player. Hmm. And as you age, uh, let's just say when you're young, you're playing, I don't know, Tchaikovsky. And then as you age, there are certain keys that are missing, or you press the wrong key, or you don't have the right rhythm. So things start to fall apart with which genes are being activated or deactivated. And there are patterns to this. And scientists have been able to figure out which genes turn on or off uh, incorrectly at different points of biological age or essentially health. And, uh, and then they're able to, once they sequence these, these, uh, the epigenome, they're able to see essentially, are you that of a person a year younger than your chronological age or five years older than your chronological age, et cetera. And there are many different clocks out there. Uh, some of them are far more advanced and accurate and precise than others. So I'll very quickly just mention the idea of first generation to third generation tests. So okay. first generation tests are what came out more than about a decade ago or so invented by a, a scientist named Steve Horvath. And this was, these clocks were trained on chronological age, not biological age yet, because they weren't fully aware of this concept yet. 
And so chronological age trained clocks are going to predict how old you are in terms of how many birthdays you've had. But then scientists realize that's what, what is more important and something we can be more accurate with predicting is this concept of biological age that I shared. So that's what socks do. And we're now up to third generation clocks. Uh, my company, Novos, uh, happens to sell one of those, but it's not our own. It's created by Columbia University and Duke University researchers. It's considered the most precise test of all biological age tests. And that's one of the many different tests that I report on on my own personal blog at Slow My Age. Wow. That's so interesting. I love that analogy of thinking about the person who's playing the piano and how that starts like misfiring. That's so interesting. I didn't know that was how they calculated like like an accurate biological age. Okay, ladies, I am so excited to be introducing a brand new sponsor to the podcast this week because it couldn't have come on a more fitting episode. It is all about wellness, which this episode obviously is as well. It is my favorite new workout routine, and that is really saying something because I'm not a big fan of working out, but I am loving co-pilot. So for a while now, I've been knowing that I need to be moving my body more. I've been wanting to tone things up. You know, I've got about six months until I'm going to be 40 and I'm thinking I need to start, you know, increasing my muscle mass and just feeling a little bit more toned and together. But on my own, I don't do a very good job of getting after all of that or sticking with a routine. And so enter Copilot. I recently connected with my own personal trainer through the Copilot app and it's already making such a difference. And let me tell you how this is different. I'm just going to like walk you through the process of what this has been like. So first of all, I got to have a video introductory meeting with my personal trainer who they matched me with. She's so awesome. She's so sweet. She listened to all of my concerns. I was completely honest with her. I was like, look, I've never been to a gym in my life. I don't like working out and I am scared of you. And she was like, I don't want you to be scared of me. Don't worry. We are going to completely customize this to work for you. And that's exactly what she's done. She's created a workout plan for me that's four days a week. And I am right now just doing about 10 minutes. She's completely customized the workouts to what I was wanting to to see a difference in in the areas of my body that I was particularly wanting to work on or I was a little nervous about. For instance, I have diastasis recti from having four kids and she made sure to customize my workouts so I don't have to worry about that, but I can also work on bringing that back together and having a little bit tighter tummy and all of those things. And she swears that I am going to see some real differences in my body over the time that I am working with her, and I am going to keep you posted on how that is going so far. The accountability has been so good for me because I know that I have to check in with her, and that has made a huge difference to me actually getting up every morning and getting my workouts done. Something that I would normally on my own without anyone to answer to just peter off on, but since I know I have to report to Heidi, I know I'm going to get it done. And I have been, and I am feeling more energized in the morning. I'm feeling more ready to take on the day. And I think a lot of that is because I am doing co-pilot. Plus, she's just really nice and sweet. And we chat about other things as well and our kids. And I feel like I'm really connecting with a real person who is trying to support me in my wellness journey, which is just awesome. Plus, co-pilot is really affordable. It's so cost-effective compared to traditional in-person training, but 
getting all of the benefits of having an actual personal trainer. So I really can't say enough good things about it. And I would love for you to follow my lead to get fit and feel fabulous. So give Copilot a try to find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top rated personal trainer app of 2023. Head to go dot mycopilot.com slash live well to get a 14 day free trial with your own personal trainer. That's go dot mycopilot.com slash live well to get a free 14 day trial with your very own personal trainer. Take a back seat and let Copilot help you reach your fitness goals. And so you have had this done, obviously, and you have reversed your biological age by like one third of your actual age, which is crazy. Yeah, basically just, just about one third. So, so just to clarify, uh, th- you know, there's, there's, uh, people out there that also say similar things about like their, their biological age reversal. What, what I think is important is to ask what clock they are using and mm-hmm. ideally they're using multiple clocks. So yeah. when, when I, when you say that I've, I've reduced my biological age by roughly one third, it's precisely it's, it's uh, 31%, but that is based on me using um, approximately a dozen or so different biological clocks and then averaging them out, some of which are are the newer ones, and I've actually uh, done even better than the 31% wow. uh, reduction, um, and then also adding in physiological markers, which are also very important, things like my VO2 max. Uh, which is, you know, your, your maximum oxygen capacity while exercising Mm. my maximum heart rate, my resting heart rate, my visceral fat levels, which is the fat that surrounds your organs and is Mm -hmm. most correlated with disease uh, and so on. And so averaging all of those together is where I get to 31%. uh, But some of them are are imply as much as uh, 79% slower aging, uh, looking at my telomeres, for example, or 46% uh, looking at my blood biomarkers. Uh, so, so, you know, just, just be careful or cautious when you hear people saying that, you know, they're 30% uh, slower aging or 20% slower aging, always ask the question, well, how are you measuring that? Yeah, for sure. That's so crazy. So how did you do it? (laughs) How did you get there? (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, great, great question. So, uh, so Contrary to to what one might expect, I haven't always been in, in you know great health, especially well. Obviously, my my brain tumor is the first extreme negative health outcome. Sure. Um, and and the the more advanced biological clocks have actually found that uh, tr- traumatic events um, in childhood and in younger uh, ages c- can actually then lead to accelerated biological aging and essentially make you older biologically. So even things like, like childhood trauma, like, uh, like physical and psychological abuse can actually accelerate aging in one way or another. And definitely something as, as physically, uh, uh, traumatic as brain surgery. And then everything that comes after that, you would expect that that would accelerate the biological age. Then also, uh, in my, in my early thirties, I was having health issues related to, um, just ex- like extreme uh, lethargy and fatigue, mm. and I couldn't put my finger on it. And it took me years of research and experimentation to figure out. But ultimately, it was a combination of a few different things. One being um, genetically, there's this gene um, polymorphism called MTHFR, mm-hmm. uh, which which many people in the health world are familiar with. So I have a homozygous mutation 
for C677T. That's getting very technical, but for those who know, they'll appreciate knowing that. Yeah. So that homozygous mutation means that I need more methyl donors in my diet. So mm -hmm. things like, let's just say uh, egg yolks have a lot of methyl donors as an example. And okay. I need more B vitamins like folate and B12 in my diet. And uh, but without those have them, to be the correct form of those. We have that gene mutation in my family. So that's correct. Like you have, they have to be methylated in order for your body to really be able to access them. Correct. Yes. Ideally. Yes. As, as opposed to using folic acid, uh, which mm -hmm. is an artificial form that then needs to become methylated by the body. The best way to jumpstart the process, it's not absolutely required, but the best way to jumpstart the, the process is to have like methyl folate, for example, as, mm -hmm. as you're referring to. Um, and that can jumpstart the methylation process and methylation going back to biological age. You remember I mentioned the epigenome. Yeah. How does the epigenome actually turn on and off genes? The primary way it does so is through the process of methylation. So it adds a methyl group or subtracts a methyl group from the DNA to mm -hmm. turn the gene off or on. And so and, and by doing that, you're turning on and off different genes that deal with things like repair, detoxification, neurotransmitter production for things that make you feel energized or awake or motivated or improve your concentration and memory. All of these things can be impacted specifically by the methylation process and more precisely by these nutrients that are either found in your diet or through supplements that can ensure that you're you're properly methylating. So that was one of the things that I found. I also found that I was um, borderline anemic because oh, I was wow. donating blood every six months or so, and I was just doing it too often. And you know, I, I never assumed or expected I would be as as a as a healthy male eating, you know, having meat in my diet and so on. I I didn't expect that I I would have been. And every time they took the blood draw, they checked my iron levels, but it wasn't a comprehensive iron panel. They weren't sure. looking at things like ferritin, which is your iron storage. And it turned out when I I finally realized that I should be looking into this that I had extremely low ferritin levels. So my blood indicated I had iron in it. Yes, but. I didn't have enough storage. And so, mm -hmm. um, so I, I had some borderline anemic, uh, you know, health consequences from that. Uh, and then I also found finally, the third thing was that, uh, I have a, I have a sensitivity to nuts. Uh, so I, I think more accurately, I would say that I have an immune reaction to nuts. It's not a, a severe allergy, uh, but it, it's some sort of mild immune reaction because mm -hmm. I get very sleepy within hours of eating nuts. And when I say sleepy, I mean, like, imagine you haven't slept for days and you need to sleep. You can't control yourself. And then when you wake up after an hour or two hour nap, you still feel incredibly groggy and exhausted. Mm. That's how I felt anytime I had a couple of handfuls of nuts and I couldn't put my finger on it. Who would have expected that nuts were doing this to me, especially yeah. because it was hours later. So the three of those things combined were just like a different ways and in, in different, um, you know, uh, time patterns and so on, making it really tricky for me to figure this out. But once I did, it was life-changing yeah. and it, it had a really significant impact on, on my, you know, energy levels and my focus concentration and quality of life. And so, um, I know I didn't answer your question. I'm realizing it now I went on this tangent, but. Oh no, but it's okay. I'll take it all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my point is essentially that like I've had these periods of, of health, um, you know, difficulties yeah. and yet I was still able to achieve this you know, level of, of biological age. 
Um, and, and so what are the things that I do? Well, one is I eat a, a very healthy diet for the most part. Uh, weekends <laughs> I do, I do cheat and I do live life. Right. So yeah. on the weekdays, it's very easy for me to be super strict because I'm, yeah. I'm focused on work. I have a, I have a strict routine. I wake up at the same time. I go to bed at the same time. These, these are work days. These are, you know, serious time for me to, to really uh, uh, perform. And so I have, you know, I know what I'm going to eat each day and I can be super strict and not even think about it come Friday night and Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. That's when I might go out for the pizza or the pasta or the tiramisu. Sure. Um, as you can tell, I'm Italian American <laughs> based on this, but I, I do eat sushi sometimes, you know, I, I love sushi as well. Yeah. You know, Maki rolls and so on. So, uh, so, so I do enjoy myself and I'm not super strict on, on, on the weekends. Um, but, but getting a lot of vegetables in my diet, getting a lot of fatty seafood, um, like sardines and, uh, salmon and mackerel and so on in, into my diet, eating minimally processed foods. If something's processed, it's processed in the form of like, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, sunflower seed butter, right? Like just sure. minimal processing, not talking about packaged uh, consumer, you know, mainstream Western or American, uh, packaged supermarket mm -hmm. foods or anything like that. I don't eat fast food practically ever. If I do, it's typically getting a salad or, you know, the, the most I'll stray is maybe like a, a chipotle bowl with like brown rice and guacamole and, you know, onions and chicken or something like yeah. that. Ladies, today we have one of my very favorite sponsors back on the podcast, and that is Caraway. If you've been listening to the show, then you know I have been using Caraway's Dutch oven and saute pan for a couple of years now. And I absolutely love them. I have the cream version because it looks amazing in my kitchen. They have all kinds of different colors to fit your personal aesthetic, but it's so much more than looking good in your kitchen because, first of all, these pans are nonstick, which is so great. They have a nonstick ceramic coating, so not only does it make cooking really easy, but it also makes cleanup a breeze. I can have my kids wash the dishes and not worry about them having to scrub things out or deal with any of the soaking or anything. Nope, they just clean up so simply and easily. But beyond that, the thing that is even more important to me is the fact that they are non-toxic. So that non-toxic chemical-free ceramic coating doesn't have any of those nasty chemicals all those initials of all the toxic stuff. It doesn't have any of that in this coating. So you can feel really good about what you're cooking your food in. You're not going to have anything leach into your ingredients. And you can feel confident and have peace of mind that none of those hard to pronounce chemicals are going to end up in your family's food. Plus, Caraway has really thought of everything. Every set includes easy access storage solutions to keep your kitchen tidy. And Caraway is constantly introducing amazing new non-toxic products. They have food storage solutions. And now they even have their prep set, 10 essential knives and utensils designed for chopping better, prepping cleaner, and storing easier. I love my caraway pans. I use them constantly. They have really revolutionized my experience in the kitchen because I don't particularly enjoy being in there, but with caraway, it just makes it a lot easier and safer for my family. So visit carawayhome.com slash LWA to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash LWA or use the code LWA at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. I, in terms of the timing of my meals, I, I, I practice time-restricted feeding, which is essentially only eating during certain hours of the day. So 
uh, it's typically 16, eight. So 16 hours where I'm not eating and eight hours where I am. So that typically turns into like 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sometimes it's shorter. Sometimes it's like 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. But but typically it's about 11 to, to 7 p.m. So that mm-hmm. 16, 16, uh, eight uh, eating window. Every so often I will do uh, an extended fast of, you know, maybe once every six months, I'll go two or three days uh, of of fasting without eating. Mm-hmm. That that sounds extreme, but it, it's actually something that, you know, humans have evolved going days or sometimes weeks without food yeah. during famines. Like biologically, we're equipped to be able to do that. It sounds impossible for people who, you know, most of us have, have never gone a period where we're severely hungry. We've eaten every day of our lives. But once you get into the habit and you you start increasing that fasting window from 16 hours to 18 to 20 to 24 and so on, eventually you realize it's actually very doable and you feel mm-hmm. great while doing it. Uh, you might have the hunger, hunger pangs for a few hours, like especially around the 24 hour mark or the 36 hour mark. But um, if you keep yourself active and, and distracted, uh, you get to the point where you just feel very light. Uh, you you think very clearly. Uh, you know, there's a reason why why all of the major religions have uh, yeah. these periods of fast, and they say you get closer to to the gods or God in that period. It's because you you do feel like a, a different person in that process. Mm-hmm. There is something something special about it. Um, well, so that's my I diet. Had, yeah, no, I that's that's so interesting. I I was just gonna say something about that. Is I had. Dr. Mary Claire Haver on the show probably about six months ago. She has a diet out for women called the Galveston Diet and a book about that. And she really emphasizes that same sort of eating window and fasting window and that even longer periods of fasting are so amazing for your health and just like reducing inflammation and major markers like that that can have significant impact on how just your body functions and kind of this reset ability. So yeah, I think that that's a big one that we overlook a lot or we feel like is too hard or we just don't want to do, but it can actually have some really significant impact on your overall health. Definitely. And and what I didn't mention before, uh, or I uh, only alluded to was this idea of these microscopic biological causes of aging. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I didn't mention specifically is that there's... T- 12 of them. There's 12 identified causes of aging. And some of these people are are already familiar with, um, at least familiar with the terms like stem cell exhaustion or mitochondrial dysfunction. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of them are things that people haven't heard of before, like cellular senescence or loss of proteostasis, um, uh, disabled autophagy, and so on. Uh, The reason I bring it up is that uh, the things that I do uh, for my longevity, I do by looking through the lens of these biological causes of aging and then mm-hmm. asking the question, is what I'm doing going to be favorable or improve these biological uh, causes of aging, or is it going to be unfavorable? Is it going to accelerate their progression? Mm-hmm. And so something like fasting uh, has been found to improve many of these biological causes of aging. For example, disabled autophagy. So autophagy is when your your body, your immune system essentially eats up um, uh, old cells, dysfunctional cells, and recycles mm-hmm. the parts, recycles the components, the lipids, the proteins, the amino acids, um, and uses them to build new cells. Well, as you get older, our body is less capable of engaging in this autophagy reaction. 
But when you fast, your body actually primes itself um, to to do so. And it, it's since you don't have food, it only makes logical sense. Your body is going to be scavenging for these nutrients internally because you're not getting anything externally. So mm-hmm. it has to do a good job for mere survival. So it kind of tunes up these processes. Fasting is a great way to tune up many of these different processes that are the biological causes of aging. Yeah, that's so interesting. I'm, I need to get better at that. <laughs> when I do fast, it's usually <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I forgot to eat. <laughs> not, not usually because I'm like trying to do it on purpose. So be good to incorporate right. more. Well, well, now, now with that said, I, I will, I will put a caveat in there, which is that if you're a very fit, thin person, low body fat percentage, always eating healthy, not really like overindulging very often, and so on, the benefits of the fast are are not fully proven for for people who are that healthy. Mm-hmm. And what I'd say is that if it could also, you know, possibly have a negative effect of like hormonal sure. disruptions, especially for females. Um, and so it's, it's something just to be mindful of. It's not, not necessarily more is better. What, one of the things yeah. that, uh, you know, when it comes to longevity, that it, it took me some time to really uh, realize this and integrate it into my, my daily practices is the importance of, of, of giving your body a break, right? Like, so reducing stressors on your body. And so exercise and always being active and fasting and all of these things are stressors in one way or another. And so you need that recovery, that recuperation uh, phase as well, which can be done with things like improving your sleep quality and duration, um, mindfulness and meditation, uh, every so often, maybe eating a little bit of extra food and giving your body that like relief. So it's not in that stressed state at all times. So just be mindful of where you find yourself. If you're a little bit overweight, uh, you, you can probably go longer without that food than if you're extremely thin and have a, a low body fat percentage in that case, maybe you just stick with the time, uh, restricted feeding. Yeah. No, I think that is a really good point. And especially bringing up that we need that recovery too, because I think so much of the time we can get so focused on doing these things like fasting and exercising and really going after it. But I think especially if you are under a lot of other external stressors that can almost like push it over the top where then you're just dealing with like crazy amounts of cortisol. And, you know, you have to get to know your body and your situation to be able to make the best choices for what is going to be best for it. Exactly. And it, the way that I oftentimes think about this is through the, the concept of hormesis, right? So you have hormetic stressors. These are stressors that actually make you stronger. Mm-hmm. So it's a biological process. Hormesis specifically is a biological process where you put some stress on the body. It's a moderate amount of stress and the body comes back stronger as a result of it. This is easily uh, depicted in, in the form of exercise, right? Sure. You, you, you can lift 20 pounds, uh, you can curl 20 pounds. So you do so 10 times. And then next week you come back and you can do it 11 times, or you sure. can do 22 pounds instead. Uh, and so you're getting a little bit stronger. What's happening is your body is getting this stress. It's, it's getting some damage as a result of the stress. And then your body adapts and says, I need to come back stronger because I expect this stress is going to come again. And I need to be prepared next time. Now, the problem is when you're putting too many stressors on your body simultaneously, imagine somebody who is, you know, excited for the summer and they just jump out into the sun after being indoors all year 
or all winter, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they're getting a lot of UV radiation and they're drinking a lot of alcohol, putting more stressors on their body and they're not eating anything all day long. Um, and then they, they finally do eat something at the end of the day and it's like highly inflammatory foods. Um, and then they're not sleeping that much because they're excited to go out with their friends the next day. And this is stressor on top of stressor on top of stressor. The yeah. body can't really cope with all of those. If you're doing, if, if you're in, integrating stressors into your life, think of it as like a dosage, like how much, what have I been doing recently that's been putting stress on my body? Should I give my body time to recover? Um, or can I handle a little bit of more stress? Yeah. That's a really good way to think about it and try to make those decisions. Okay. So we talked about the nutrition. We've, we've sort of addressed a little bit of like needing that recovery. What else are you doing to get your biological age to be reduced that much? So uh, another thing I do is um, I exercise uh, pretty often, about six days a week on, on, on our exercise days. And then Sundays, I typically take off and just take it easy with, uh, you know, just walking or a, mm -hmm. a casual bike ride. So um, I'm, I'm weightlifting typically three to four days per week. I'm doing a range of, of lifts. So everything from strength lifting to hypertrophic, uh, lifting, which is like the muscle building, uh, hypertrophy, mm -hmm. um, to some power lifts as well. So I, I like to have a wide range of, you know, muscle ability, if you will. So I'm not going to be the absolute best in any one category, but I'm mm -hmm. going to be well adapted for each of them. Almost like a, a deck athlete is not the best yeah. at any single sport, but they're, they're, they're highly proficient in all of them. Yeah. Um, and then I'm doing, uh, every, every workout day, I'm starting with a 30 minute jog in, in zone two. So that's your heart rate zone two, which is a light cardiovascular, um, stressor, uh, and, and it's, it's mostly, uh, fat burning mode when you're in zone two, as mm. opposed to when you're in the higher zones, you're then getting into, um, the anaerobic, um, uh, form of exercise. So you're burning a combination of fat, but also carbohydrates, sugars, um, and, um, and so on. So, mm. um, so that, that's like the lighter, easier jog going into then the weightlifting. And then on the days that I'm not weightlifting. So this is typically, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is when I'm doing cardio only days. And that's when I'm pushing myself harder. I'm going into higher heart rate zones. I'm doing high intensity interval training. So that's like maybe sprint as hard as I can for 30 seconds and then walk for a minute and a half and then do it again and do that maybe eight to 12 times. So, um, um, and then overall my workouts range from about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, I do it in the morning. Uh, I, okay. I happen to do it fasted. I don't, I don't necessarily have to, but there, there are some potential benefits to, to doing it fasted. And I think that having this balance of the cardiovascular, the strength training, and then also the high intensity intervals. So getting my heart rate as high up as, as I can healthily do is, is really good for overall health and mm -hmm. longevity, but there's also evidence that it can improve biological age as well. Sure. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally 
every single day. And I'm so excited to have AG1 as a partner on today's episode because it's just so fitting with what I was talking about with Chris. I truly believe in nourishing ourselves well so that we can get through our days with the kind of mood support and nutritional support that we need to be thriving and doing well in our lives. And in a long-term sense as well, helping to support ourselves so that we can be healthy and fight disease and all of that kind of thing. And I truly believe that AG1 is one of the main things that I do for my body that helps to support my well-being. Lately, I've been drinking my AG1 every morning right after my workout. So as I'm getting my coffee, brewing and everything, it's really easy for me to just throw a scoop of AG1 into a glass of water, mix it up, and drink it throughout my morning. I really feel like it's been helping with my gut health and my energy levels and definitely in an immune support way as my kids have gone back to school and we've been exposed to so many things. And it just simplifies that whole process of taking supplements because it's got so much packed into it. I absolutely love that with one simple supplement, I'm actually getting 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me all of these major benefits. And for those days that I've been on the go more, I've been out of the house, I've also really liked having the AG travel packs along with me because in case I forget to take it in the morning, I can just really easily throw that in a bottle of water when I am out and on the road and going to work and do my lash business and all of that kind of thing. And I don't have to worry about messing with the scoop and all the things, you know, I just have it right along with me, which is so nice to know I always have have that nutritional support right in my bag. It's so easy. It's so packed with goodness. I really like the taste of it, and I think that you are really going to like it too. So if you want to take ownership over your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash livewell. That's drinkag1.com slash livewell. Check it out. Yeah, I was going to say, so, so that's, that's on the exercise side. And then, uh, what else do I do? So, uh, for, for sleep, I'm very methodical. I'm, I'm careful with my sleep. It's, it's one of the most important things in, in, yeah. in my life because I, I am sensitive to sleep. If I, if I have poor nights of sleep, a couple of days in a row, I can't focus as well. I'm not as productive at work. Uh, I, my mood is not as good, all of those things. So, um, so, so sleep is a priority for me and, the way that I, I kind of hack my sleep and, and improve it as much as possible is a few things. One is I've installed Hue light bulbs in, in my house. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get other brands as well uh, that basically you can change them, the color of them, yeah. uh, either with your cell phone or with Alexa. And so in the evening, about an hour before bedtime, I change them all to red. Yeah. So it looks like the red light district. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't look that great. When, when, when my girlfriend uh, started dating me and, and she saw, you know, my apartment all red, she got very skeeved out very quickly. I had to do some <laughs> explaining very, very rapidly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but with that said, uh, you know, red light is, is something that uh, leads to us producing melatonin and yeah. uh, the opposite blue light and uh, yellow light and green light, those, those shades actually prevent your body from releasing melatonin. So this really starts to ease me into that sleep state. And, uh, I, I try to turn off all electronics. I don't always do so, but at the least I set my iPhone to that more amber color, uh, mm-hmm. which you can do at night. And then I also set it to the lowest lighting setting. So it's very little lux, um, in terms of the intensity on my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I, I take it easy. I might have a, a, a cup of chamomile tea, for example, and, 
Um, I'll have a few supplements at, at night, like magnesium uh, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of others. And uh, and then I, I fall asleep immediately when I put my head on the pillow. Uh, I wear earplugs, number one. Most people don't know how to put earplugs in their ear. I would recommend you watch a YouTube video to see how to <laughs> properly do it. But when you do it right, uh, you hear practically nothing. And this well, way, if the dog is moving around or my girlfriend is getting up earlier than me, I, I'm un, undisturbed. I can mm-hmm. sleep right through it without even realizing it. And I wear a sleeping mask. And one other thing, I, I also uh, keep the temperature low in, in the room. So about mm-hmm. 68 degrees Fahrenheit. So all of those things combined, I sleep incredibly well. And then I wake up naturally without an alarm clock. I have one just uh, as a fail safe, but I, I, it almost never goes off. I wow. wake up naturally and I feel energized and I, I, you know, have a great productive day and, and sleep is definitely very important for biological aging, for overall health, for, uh, avoidance of things like Alzheimer's and dementia, uh, cardiovascular disease and so on. It's, it's, uh, highly important for those. Um, and then supplementation is, I would say is a, is another significant category, but I'll, I'll pause here in case you have questions before I, I jump into the, the remainder of my routine. Yeah. Well, I just, I agree with that, that whole sleep scenario, people who follow this podcast or follow me on Instagram know that I have like a ridiculous sleep, you know, situation at bedtime as well. It's like blocking out all the light and I have a weighted blanket and the temperature's low and, you know, like all the different things that have to be in place, but they make such a difference to how rested I feel. And it's something that now, I mean, I guess we were talking about biological age and maybe it's just that my biological age is closer to what I actually am, but I definitely notice more of a difference than when I was younger, like trying to get away without as much sleep. I feel it like that is going to catch up with me so quickly. And it definitely makes a difference when I set myself up, like you were saying, like taking the magnesium at night and doing those kinds of things. It is a completely different situation when I'm getting up in the morning and feeling like I have more energy and I'm more clear headed and able to take things on. So I just, I guess to reinforce what you said, like I couldn't agree enough about how important that sleep factor is. Yeah. I look at it as, as not only improving, you know, the duration of my healthy life, which is the longevity angle. It's also improving the quality of my life here and now. Like, I just feel like a different person when I sleep very well versus I don't sleep well. And I think everyone knows that, right? They know a lot of people will say, oh, I can get away with six hours sleep. I feel perfectly fine. But if you're really honest with yourself, if you think about those nights when you've slept a long time and just wake up feeling incredibly energized. Imagine feeling that way every single day or 29 yeah. out of 30 days every month, right? That's what I want to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. I, I try to like keep that window as, as secure as I can because it just makes such a difference. Okay. So supplementation, obviously that is like a whole, that's a whole category <laughs> because <laughs> right. I think we get so, I mean, there's so many products out on the market and everybody says this is going to be the thing that makes you feel completely different. But obviously we're all bio-individual and we all have different needs. And so how did you land on what was going to be the best supplementation regime for you? And what are some of those things? Sure. So, so the way that I think of supplementation is, I guess you can, you can consider three different categories. So one category is general health. Mm-hmm. Another category is longevity, which is what I'm really focused on. Uh, and then the other category is maybe a, a goal specific category, whether that be athletic performance or relaxation, you know, you have these, these, um, 
category specific supplements you can get for whatever goal it is you're looking to sure. achieve. So, so I, I start with general health, the practically every single listener has some sort of nutrient inadequacy. If you, if you look at, uh, the, the government RDAs and you consider, uh, even eating a very healthy diet, um, you're almost definitely deficient in at least one thing, probably multiple things. So yeah. what, what are those things that you're deficient in? Well, it could very well be magnesium, for example, mm -hmm. or it could be what most people don't even think about is potassium. So, yeah. uh, potassium, most people are getting plenty of salt in their diet. And even if you're eating a very healthy plant-based diet, you are probably still not getting as much potassium as we evolved with. And what I want to be clear about is not necessarily as much potassium as the government RDA, which you are probably still deficient in that. Uh, but uh, even if you are hitting the government RDA, the RDA is really based on the absolute minimum that yeah. the average person needs to avoid some sort of short-term health consequence. Not avoiding long-term health consequences, not for people who are not average, for example, maybe you exercise more, maybe you sweat more because you live in a warm climate, what, whatever it might be. Um, and it's also not looking at what humans have evolved with, like the amount of potassium that we typically had in our diet. Mm -hmm. And there's a study called the N. Haynes study, which um, is, is oftentimes referenced where, where it looked at, I believe, um, uh, more than 100,000 people and it, it looked at basically uh, what their diets were and then the micronutrients and the deficiencies. And so there was an analysis done of, of the study and it found that, let's see, 95.4% of the participants were deficient in vitamin D. Uh, and this is for adults older than 19 years old. And, I, and I'm sorry, it was it was 16,444 individuals to be precise. Okay. Um, vitamin E, 93.9% .9 of people did not have adequate uh, intake of vitamin E. 71.1% of vitamin K. 91.7% uh, for choline, which often it's it's called the forgotten B vitamin uh, for a good reason. Most people don't yeah. know what it is. Potassium, 97.6%. So when you have these percentages in the upper 90s for multiple uh, nutrients, the chances that you're deficient is extremely high. Yeah. And so- for that reason, uh, I I personally I make sure that I supplement with a very high quality multi uh, vitamin and multi mineral uh, to make sure that I'm covering all bases. Even though I eat very healthy, mm -hmm. as long as I'm not overdosing on fat soluble vitamins, which I'm not, uh, then then it doesn't hurt to make sure you're covering all bases by getting this multivitamin. Uh, and the multi-mineral. And I make sure that multivitamin um, either contains very good uh, B vitamins. So my earlier point about the methylation uh, genetic polymorphism, or I, I get a multi-B vitamin um, that covers covers all bases with the proper forms as, as you brought up. So that's yeah. how I think of general health. And then when it comes to longevity health, which is what I'm, I'm most focused on personally, uh, and that's where uh, my my company comes in. I, I created like there was nothing out there in the market that really addressed my needs for mm -hmm. longevity. And that that whole concept of the twelve biological causes of aging, nobody was thinking about that except for the most advanced biotech company 
creating pharmaceutical drugs, for example, for 10, 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. And so I, I decided I, after meeting with the top scientists in the world that study aging from Harvard and MIT and so on, um, and asking them about natural substances that were found to positively impact these 12 hallmarks, um, I was actually pleasantly surprised to hear how optimistic they were about these ingredients. And that was the validation I needed yeah. to tell myself, yes, there, there is something here that can selfishly benefit me and yeah. my loved ones, but also can, can go beyond that selflessly helping many other people out in the process. And I felt like it was important to, to bring this product uh, or this type of product to market. So we did a lot of research. We formulated a product that's based on more than hundred scientific studies. We've run a number of scientific studies on our own with uh, academic uh, at academic universities um, independently to prove out that, for example, we reduce DNA damage, we reduce cellular senescence, um, and a number of other things that you can find the results for on, on our website. And uh, essentially what, what we have created is a patent pending formulation called Novos Core. It has 12 ingredients in it. Uh, it's the very first and only formula to address all 12 hallmarks simultaneously. Wow. And I, I do truly believe that this is one of the uh, distinguishing factors for what leads to my biological age results, because there are many other people that eat healthy, exercise as much as I do and sleep well and, and have good quality of life and stress management, et cetera. Uh, but they don't have the results that I do. So what's different? This is yeah. the main thing that is different. And we did a case study. I'll, I'll end with this, but we did a case study where we, this was internally done, but we administered the biological age tests to uh, case study participants aged between, I believe, uh, 39 and uh, upper 70s. And then we, we, administered Novos Core and Boost, which are, are our two formulas that we sell uh, to them for six months. And then we ran the same biological age tests again. And these age tests are done externally at the third-party lab. We're not mm -hmm. doing it ourselves. We don't sure. deal with the data. And they report the data back to us. And 73% of the participants slowed their biological pace of aging by a statistically significant margin. And 0% of people had an accelerated pace of aging, which means wow. that 100% of people either remained or improved their pace of aging, a large majority improving. Uh, and, and you would expect some people would have accelerated because of sure. stressors in life, right? Like in a random assortment of people, some people are going to accelerate their aging for a number of reasons. The fact that no one did was really encouraging for us yeah. to see in the real world, like in vivo human, human clinical, uh, sorry, uh, uh, case study. Yeah, that is very impressive. When I was looking at your website, it was like, oh, wow, those are some compelling statistics because that you don't often see that where it's like going to 100% be have some sort of effect on you. That's that's pretty, pretty amazing. Right. And and it's point zero for, for the data geeks out there, the probability or the P value, which is what scientists call it, uh, of this being a coincidence is point zero zero one. Wow. Uh, typically you need it to be point zero five. So it's point zero zero one. It is fifty times more significant than you would normally need to consider something statistically significant. Wow. That's that's amazing. I feel like I could ask you like a thousand more questions about all of this, Chris. We could go talking all day long. 
But we have run out of time. There's so much good information, though, on your websites. Both of them, we will have them linked in the show notes. So if people want to go there and dig into this even more, I think you've just got such an amazing wealth of information to offer people. And I so appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Thank you. And just very quickly to that point, we do have a lot of free info as a public benefit corporation and even free tools like, for example, something called FaceAge, which is AI that will tell you how younger face looks and skin health metrics. Interesting. Um, We have a questionnaire, which will tell you um, what you need to improve for your personal longevity journey and give you actionable advice for how to improve it. And we'll be continuing to produce these free tools for the public to use. I Love that, especially the face age one. I'm going to head over there right after this and go check that out. <laughs> so Great. we heard that you are starting your day. You're obviously sleeping well. You're starting your day working out in the morning. But would you just quickly tell us like what a typical day looks like for you? Sure, sure. So um, I wake up and I have a couple of uh, glasses of water and I put sodium, potassium, salt in it. This is one of my tricks. My One of my hacks is... Uh, different brands, including Morton's, the common salt brand, um, sells something called a light salt, which is 50% sodium, 50% potassium. Hmm. And that's a good way to reduce your sodium intake and increase your potassium intake, which is great for blood pressure and a number of other things. But it, it also, if you think about when you're sleeping, you're kind of, you're getting dehydrated. Um, you're sweating yeah. without realizing it while sleeping. Um, when you wake up, you urinate and you're losing a lot of, a lot of water. So you need to drink a lot of water when you start the day. I, it's typically for me, probably about 24 ounces with wow. this, um, you know, maybe a quarter of a teaspoon of the salt mixed in. Um, and these are, these are electrolytes. When you hear yeah. you know, about these expensive electrolyte drinks, this is the free way to do it is you just mix a little bit of salt into your, into your water. So that's where I start. Uh, I then go, uh, out for my, my jog. I go to the gym and weightlift or, or it's my cardio day. And I, I do that. Um, I come back, um, while I'm showering, I, I have coffee being made with my Nespresso, um, tip at this point for the last few months, I've been doing decaf. Um, I've been completely decaf, but um, nothing wrong with caffeinated coffee. In fact, there's health benefits to it. And then immediately after I shower, I just, I, I glue myself to my desk um, <laughs> and I, I start, start my work. Um, my mornings are typically full of phone calls with my team. Um, and then come around 1130 AM is when um, my day opens up. And um, I start working on what I need to work on for the day. At about 6 p.m. is when I will take a, a break and go out for a uh, a walk for about 45 minutes. During that time, I, I might be doing a phone call for work or listening to a podcast, doing something generally productive um, that I can do while walking. Um, come back home, have dinner at a, around uh, 7 p.m. And I might be still working Uh period, depending on uh, what my, my schedule is, I'll, I'll typically finish working um, maybe around 8 p.m. or so. And then for the next two, two and a half hours is when I'm taking it easy and and living my my life uh, on the weekdays at, at least. And, um, and you know, mixed in there is, is my meal at around noon. Uh, some uh, that's I take my Novo's core, you know, uh, mixed with a, mm-hmm. a, a drink because it's it's powder based and I have that with a meal. Um, and then, then I have my my vitamins um, at at night just before going to bed. Okay. And what is one little way that you live well anyway? Just some little pleasure that you incorporate into your life in the midst of all the busyness? Uh, I'd say that is my dog. I have a oh, beautiful yeah. 
beautiful rough collie looks just like lassie um, yeah and her name is mia and uh she spends the day with me i work from home so she's typically on on the couch or bed next to me and uh you know every so often like maybe once every hour or, or, or two i'll get up from my desk and i'll see her and i'll go over to give her a bunch of kisses and pets and spend a little time with her and kind of like takes me out of out of the uh, the tunnel vision of what I'm working on and and sets the broader context of life and enjoyment and love and so on. So yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say that that's that's a nice treat every few hours that I have. Yeah, I love that. And she is beautiful. There's a picture on your website. I was like, oh, that's a gorgeous dog. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for my this or that stock questions? Okay, sure. Okay. Speed round. It's, it's not hard. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Essential oils. Cloth napkins or paper? Ooh, uh, cloth. Okay. City or country? City. Okay. Paper or digital? Digital. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? I'd rather do it in the store if I'm with, with someone I, I, I enjoy the company of. Okay. It's whatever time you're ne- making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Uh, I would listen to a podcast. And what would one of those podcasts be? I've, uh, I've, I actually very much enjoy the all in podcast, which is more like venture capital and uh, business building, but they talk about a lot of uh, different news um, events as well. Okay. All right. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark. I would have been shocked if you had said that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing like 90% plus chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Sports or no sports? Sports. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? I would rather watch. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Oh, wow. That's a t- now that's a tough this one. This is the one um, tough question. Yeah. Everybody yeah, that's gets one. stumped here. You know, uh, the, the first one that comes to mind is... Uh, is is an oldie good but goodie at this point is uh the matrix i, okay. I just love i love the um I, I think it was just a brilliant um perspective on uh, what the future could become but it also has historical uh analogies with like the the christian church and uh mm-hmm. and so on it's just i think it was just a brilliantly produced uh movie okay yeah and really i mean i think it's held up fairly well like what they were able to do with the graphics at that time is pretty impressive definitely yep, yeah i agree with that now the the, the subsequent films eh, not so great yeah, but yeah. the original matrix yeah i think that that was that was a work of art yeah okay and if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair where would you be on the spectrum Oh my God. Um, <laughs> you, you said, you said it was from one to 10 from zero to 10. Yeah. Oh, zero to 10. Okay. Um, oh my God. I I'd be like a, I'd be like a three. Okay. <laughs> Healthy, but not necessarily crunchy. Yes. I like it. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Chris. I felt like that was like a fire hose of information that I could just go back and listen to again and again to be able to absorb all of it. So thank you so much for sharing that with my audience. Well, thank you very much for having me. And it was a pleasure. Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Thanks. All right, that is it for today's episode. As always, you can find the show notes to this episode and anything we have talked about by swiping up in whatever app you are listening to the show on 
or going to mckenziecoppa.com and clicking on podcast. There you can find the show notes to all of our episodes, anything you might be interested in, or maybe you want to share a different episode with your friends. I would just love if you would do that. Share this out to people, let them know. And hey, if you feel like it, also leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcasting app. Also, one last thing before we go, there's a lot of sales going on right now on Amazon. And if you use our little link by going to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon, that will take you to all of the ideas lists that we have posted over the years of things that we love and use on Amazon. But just by shopping through that link, even if you don't buy anything that I recommend, but you do your Prime Day shopping over there at mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon, it pushes some commission our way while not costing you a penny more. And I would be so, so grateful if you used that link while you were doing your Prime Day shopping. All right, ladies, that is it for this week's episode. I will be back next week with my good friend Katie Duckett, and we will be talking all about our fall favorites, including some books and TV shows that are coming up this fall that I am very excited about. All right, until then, go be bold and gracious.